wasn't as bad as we thought. <laughs> Yesterday, I like had to get go and look at listen to something from last week's episode, and, <laughs> and it begins. Well, yesterday was election day, and I was like, it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as we thought. Everyone, <laughs> here we are, a week later. We're not as terrified. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But we're still disappointed, America. <laughs> so. More importantly, we will be phone banking again for uh, Reverend Warnock in Georgia. The astrology people out there are going to appreciate this. But, like, Georgia just having to get all this attention all the time. They're like the Leos of the states. Now, anyway, those of you who are into astrology, tweet at me and tell me what all the other states' zodiac signs are. Actually, Maybe you won't be tweeting at me, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the other thing. Like, Sarah's, like, punch drunk. Twitter's finally going to go away, and she won't have to quit it. And I'm, like, (laughs) actively mourning every night and, like, lighting candles. (laughs) I, Jen, I, here's something cool. You guys, I discovered Fate of Mates has a Tumblr. Did (laughs) did you all know that? (laughs) We're all just, I, I mean... Eric runs a Tumblr. Like, Tumblr's back the same way QR codes are back. And that makes me wonder what else is going to come back. Listen. Everyone, the Razor phone is coming back, right? Like, what's going to happen? Maybe the clinch cover could come back. If we're putting it out there into the universe, I, I have a request. Painted covers. That's what I want. But, yes, Eric runs it, you guys. So you can go harass him there. Uh, so anyway, I I spent the morning deciding whether deciding to go back to Tumblr. So if you if you're there, you can follow me there, Sarah McLean at Tumblr.com. Oh, here it is. Visit faded-mates.tumblr.com and see our episodes. You can see like Eric's been posting stuff about faded states in here. There are reposts of old episodes that are, you know, relevant. There's stuff from YouTube. We also have a YouTube channel, everyone. Listen, Eric is on top of it. I'm excited about it. We will put links. Here's what we'll do. We'll (laughs) use show notes for what it's for and what it's for. And we're going to put links in show notes to, like, all the surprise locations. Jen and I will be very surprised by some of it. (laughs) We're just, you know what? Listen, we all are planning our escape routes once the once the Twitter collapse happens and we're all stuck in the Twitter mines. Yeah, we're all <laughs> Twitter is a prison planet. Um <laughs> only not sexy. Oh, You're like I well. got I got stuck in here with an incel. <laughs> oh, it's not funny, but it's funny. Oh, you got to laugh at it or else. It is upsetting and shocking to me that a billionaire can essentially ruin like a a, a public service in a couple of weeks. Like you know when you're playing Monopoly and like the it, you can buy like a the electric company. Yeah, like that that's fucking happening in real life, but no. then he's like, "Let me ruin the electric company." We weren't prepared because he wasn't given a monocle. <laughs> Where's free parking? I could use 500 bucks right now. Here's what I will say. You know what billionaires do not ruin public services? Billionaires in romance novels. Because they're fantasy, Sarah. <laughs> I mean, if anybody has ever, anybody refutes the romance is actual fantasy argument, just yeah. say billionaire to them. Sure. There, you win. You win the argument. <laughs> I was watching somebody, uh, somebody from HarperCollins who is currently on strike right now, tweeted a big thread. (laughs) 
I don't think she's from the romance world of HarperCollins, but at one point in the thread she said, and as you know, the only billionaires I like are fictional ones. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, one of us, all right. I too don't like billionaires. So anyway, Twitter is mayhem, but you know what? It's the most fun it's ever been. <laughs> it's really fun again. I will say that. I mean, people, people are, are really embracing it. Yeah. Really clever and fun. Um, but who knows what's going to happen. I read an article today that was basically like there are so many little cracks in the, the foundation, the, in the engine already that it's only a matter of time. Before it just stops working. Yeah, exactly. Every morning I wake up and I turn it on and think, is it still here? <laughs> But I already can tell things, like, aren't really working. Listen, you know? my space is still up, so it's fine. See? There you I go. I, I don't actually know if that's true, everyone. But <laughs> I think it feels right. So if Twitter does go down, you can still find us on Instagram at FatedMatesPod. And that is where we are for sure. Yes. Eric, I also know now we have we are running a Tumblr and a YouTube Apparently, channel. we have a YouTube channel. And then we we'll have this podcast. From there. We, we do have this podcast. You can always find us on Wednesdays in your ear. Somebody on Twitter joked that the uh, comment section of, like, the Faded Mates webpage is about to be hopping. (laughs) And I was like, that is kicking it really old school, commenting on the blog. Yeah, and we'll reply. That'll be fun. Yeah. I joked that in my ideal world, I would not have a sub stack, but I would have something I'm calling a sub stick, which is just like 280 characters. I'm just going to send out my little... You get an email anytime Jen has a thought. (laughs) Yes. Listen, sub stick. That's what I I think is brilliant. You should just make a giant text thread. Everybody just send Jen your your (laughs) telephone number. Sure. It's going to be amazing, everybody. I'll just be texting everybody. (laughs) Well, and I feel like I'm like this. It also feels a little like, you know, like you hear about people who are like they get like some sort of sentence, you know, like they're they only have however many weeks left to live. So they decided to like burn it all down and spend all their money and then they get magically Mm -hmm. cured. I am a little worried about that impact. Like I'm already shit posting on Twitter. I saw this morning you came for for sorry hero for heroes with beards and guts. Sorry, I did. I was like, I'm sorry, Rodan. There was this amazing photograph from the Tate Museum of Rodan. And I was like, literally just kind of scrolling by. And I was like, that's a weird romance cover. <laughs> and then I stopped hey, and I was like, guys, oh no, Rodan that is, is Rodan the sculptor. to toe in a black Victorian suit with a beard that looks like it comes from ZZ Top. I'm really dating myself here, but you can all Google it. Or a romance cover that you saw last week somewhere. And I was like, you know what? Here I am. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I think abs are better than Rodan lookalikes when yeah. it comes to sexiness. Okay, but Fine. Rodan said didn't my have time to go to the gym, Jen. He was busy making some of the greatest sculpture of our time. That's exactly right. I think we're in agreement. I don't think anything you said invalidates anything I'm feeling about that particular aesthetic. Anyway, everyone, Jen is out here just alienating you all on Twitter. I remain on Instagram, not alienating you all. Although I did alienate some people this week on Instagram because I said, you know, you should vote for You like your rights? (laughs) And people were very upset. And I honestly was a little surprised, like... Ma'am, have, I feel like I've done a poor job of explaining what my books and are my about. politics are if you follow me somewhere and you did not know that this is how I felt. Clearly, this is the non-faded mates 
listing crowd, right? Because there's no 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 I'm way. Like, we talk about the phone banks on Instagram anyway. Every once in a while, somebody texts us or messages us, not texts us, but somebody messages us about the political content on Fade of Mates and, you know, says we should tone it down. And I think to myself, like, this podcast is free. 85% of the content is like, I'm your mom now. (laughs) (laughs) So the 15% where we're like mad, it's fine. It's fine. This This podcast podcast is is free. free. Listen, but here's the takeaway. We're 10 minutes in, so here we are. We might as well get to the takeaway, which is Jen and I and Eric are going to do our very best to figure out a way for us not to lose the community of Faded Mates. And the one thing that I was thinking about this morning when I woke up and was scrolling Twitter um, was this might actually end up being really good for us, the podcast, because we've sort of avoided, we've always said, oh, we don't want to do a Facebook group or we don't want to add another thing. But this might be an opportunity for us to just like take the many, many thousands of you and give us all a place to interact. So we're going to figure out a way to do that. Who knows where? So follow us everywhere and whatever takes, takes, I guess. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Let's talk about this week's episode, which I'm very excited about. It's basically a full banter episode. I need everyone to understand. I'm just going to. Oh, yeah. So I'm sorry if you were hoping for us to get to something. I'm going to let my romance brain do its romance job right now. That's how I started to approach the preparation of this episode was more like meditative rather than like active, rocky, working out, running up the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Sure. Once again, no time for the gym. We're busy. That's right. That's right. I had to let my this brain podcast do the work. is basically our sculpture. Absolutely. Okay. A beard, I wrote in without a beard. All right. This is an exciting episode. Tell us. For two straight seasons, and I hear in the spring, we will be at another season. Um, we have recorded an episode about Roy Kent specifically. In Ted Lasso. And we sort of touched on other people in Ted Lasso, but we haven't really de- delved deeply because we've really focused our academic research <laughs> <laughs> on Roy Kent and his existence as a romance hero. I have a brother. My brother is uh, not a romance reader, and though he is very supportive and always goes to Walmart to buy two copies of my books whenever they come out, which is very nice. Um, hes I don't think he's ever read one of my romance novels, but... That's not important. Listen, yeah, it's not important to Jen. He had, <laughs> because he has listened to multiple episodes of this very podcast. And he became a Fated Mates listener because he listened to the Roy Kent episodes because he, like many, many of us, is a Ted Lasso fan. But about... Three months ago, he we were on the phone, and he said to me, hey, listen, in the first episode you did on Roy Kent, it felt very much like I was, like, on a panel and, like, a big <laughs> fan had a question. Like, in episode 3.9 on Roy Kent, you and Jen talked about how it would be really fun to recommend romance novels to each of the characters. Right. And you never dropped that episode. I know because I've been looking for it. And I was like, wow, like this is a hardcore request. Like we get a lot of requests, but like this person actually called me on the phone to request. (laughs) You said, I mean, you guys, we promised so many episodes that have never come to fruition. So here we are getting called out. 
I know. But then when it's your like family, you kind of had no choice. You have to you have to do sure. it. And also there might have been like a small note that Eric Jen's brother was on an episode of the podcast, but my brother has not been on the episode of the podcast. He's not, you guys, going to be on the episode of the podcast. But he requested this this episode, which I think is funny because I doubt he's going to go buy any of these books, but he wants it. He's a completist, (laughs) and I admire that. So my brother, whose birthday was November 4th, this is our belated gift to him, or my belated gift to him. I basically made Jen do this, although it was really tough to get Jen to talk about romance novels and Ted Super Lasso. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, my brother is fighting cancer right now, and so it's just a nice thing. It's yeah. a nice thing we're going to do. I'm excited about it. But also, you know, Mark, that's my brother's name, if we get to a point where we're talking about, you know, stuff you're not comfortable with, your sister talking about, you, <laughs> you brought this upon yourself. <laughs> Is we're going to make it headphones in is what she's trying to say, everybody. <laughs> so, Sarah, let me tell you, again, I, again I'm going to apologize to everybody. I did, I thought about preparing, like, sort of like, okay, who, and then I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to let my romance brain do its job, as I've said. But I did think about a really interesting question, which is when you're rec- cold recommending a romance novel to a fictional character, let's say, is the tact... To recommend them something that you think is like, like, so for example, are, do you look at Roy Kent and and Keely and think that's gr- grumpy sunshine? I'm going to recommend some grumpy sunshine. Scotty. Of course. Right? So is the goal to like, are we going to recommend things that are kind of like, like the characters or are we recommending things like, just like, based on your other interests, we think you would like this. See what I mean? Or is it like, I see how this character needs to evolve over time. Yes. And this book might help. A little roadmap for you. Okay, I like all of it. So. So, I mean, I think the sky's the limit in large part because we didn't prepare. Sure. (laughs) So. It's fine. So we're just going to, it's pure vibes here today. Pure vibes. Um, Well, I should say this. We didn't prepare. I do have an answer, but I think I'm going to save it. I'm not going to like go, I'm not going to start with the one I'm ready for. Okay. So I think we should begin. Where should we begin? The ladies, the gentlemen, the main characters, the secondary and tertiary characters. Mm. What do you think? This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by the writing team who is bringing you the anthology, The Villain I'd Like to F. What could that mean? <laughs> I bet something real good. I'm really excited about this one. It features stories by some of our very, very favorite writers here at Faded Mates. Jen, for fun, I'm going to just... Cold, read you the titles of all of the novellas in this book because I think that'll give you a lot of joy. We begin with Eva Lee's Lady Viper and the Bastard. Amazing. I love it. These what two a title. are both villains who are trying to break up what sounds like a really nice little couple. <laughs> and I think they're going to make one instead. Nicola Davidson's Seven Sinful Nights by a person who knows a lot about writing about sinful stuff. Nobody writes the sinful stuff better than Nicola Davidson. This one you're going to love. Joanna Shoup's The Gangster's Prize. Yes. Stop I felt it. My, I felt myself just get stronger hearing that title. Listen, the it. I just scanned the cover copy of this, and it. I, I stuck on violent street gangs mm-hmm. for it. Can't wait. Adrian Herrera's The Bootlegger's Bounty. Nice. Uh, which is about a rum runner and a New York City nightclub uh, singer. 
and Sierra Simone's The Conquering of Tate the Pious, which is set in Norman, England. Listen, it says conquering in the title. Is that all you need to know? Listen, I love it. There's a warlord in this Kelber Coffee, oh, too. I love a warlord. I mean, and he's called the wolf. I don't yeah, know what is. a warlord is. They're all is, called the wolf. But there's nothing obviously. sexier than that word. No, the wolf. <laughs> We love wolves here at Faded Mates. Uh, listen, this is the follow-up to 2020's best-selling Duke I'd Like to F and 2021's Rake I'd Like to F. And uh, if you, too, like to F. Yeah. <laughs> or if you like a villain, I'm going to say, uh, when I first lived in San Francisco, we lived above a shoe store named Villains on Hate ashbury And I just thought, has there ever been a better title? And here we are all these years later, and these people have picked it right up. It's, I'm for it. So... Thank you to Eva Lee, Nicola Davidson, Joanna Shoup, Adriana Herrera, and Sierra Simone for sponsoring the episode. You can find more information about this book and all of their websites in show notes, as always. Okay, I think we should start with Ted. Oh, all right. Then we're going to start right away. It's Ted Lasso. Let's start with Ted start Lasso. Start with Ted. All right. So, Ted, I think it's impossible to do this without mentioning the fact that Tessa Bailey wrote a book called Window Shopping that <laughs> yes. is literally about a Ted Lasso character. He's not a soccer coach, but he is pure. Boy, does he have the 100% Ted Lasso vibes? It's striking how close she gets to like true Ted Lasso corniness in this book, and also how just a freak in the sheets. Her hero is in this book. Um, It's a little unsettling, honestly, how close she gets. And then watching Ted Lasso have, like, you know, really, like, erotic sex (laughs) was a lot for me, I got to say. You're like, Thank you, Tessa, for showing me this way. (laughs) Although, obviously, we are going to talk about romance novels mostly. I want to leave a little bit of a sliver of a window to talk perhaps about, like, romantic comedies or movies. Yes. Right? And also perhaps some actual, like, not, like mainstream fiction. Yes. Right? Because I feel like I have, there have been a couple of things that I have, like, thought about. You know, I thought, oh, well, maybe I could see that. Here is my initial thought about Ted Lasso as a character. Bring it. And that is, I think, given his little, his love of his little G.I. Joe men, that Ted Lasso is going to be a romantic suspense reader. Oh, Interesting choices. Okay. Because I'm like, what is going to be the on-ramp, right? I mean, Ted Lasso is going to be like, you know, he's an open-minded guy. He's going to eat a plateful of really spicy food. But is he going to eat a plateful of really spicy romance? I don't know. But I also want to, you know, counterpoint, be curious, not judgmental. Sure. I feel like Ted is in for anything once. But, I mean, I feel like this is the way I often approach, like, a new romance reader is, like, well, what other kinds of things do you like? This motherfucker likes G.I. Joe. So, I feel like I am going to recommend him the Troubleshooter series by Suzanne Brockman. Okay. That's a good, solid choice. Right? It's a good, solid choice. It's a long series. I feel like the first book is... um, a Navy SEAL. I mean, I think they're all SEALs, right, in the whole series. The first one's called The Unsung Hero. Um, there's, like, a counterterrorism team and veterans and, you know, a, like, kind of a girl-next-door vibe. So I think that, like, to me, I feel like the first thing is going to—because I feel like I was thinking football romance. I have some of those, but I really feel like it's going to be 
the Navy SEAL, I think, is going to be real hard for Ted to resist. Okay, well, I went an opposite direction because I went aspirationally for me personally as a Ted Lasso fan, and you are not going to approve of this because you and I feel very strongly about uh, our particular ships, as the kids say, of <laughs> sure. Ted Lasso. But as everybody who listens to the podcast knows, like, my dream is for Ted and Rebecca. Like, I believe Ted and Rebecca are faded mates. I think it's all there in the text. We can go to the text. Um, and so for me... Um, I chose for Ted, Alicia Rise, A Gentleman in the Street. Now, see, I was going to think of that for Rebecca. Well, again, but that's roadmap. I'm coming at it as a roadmap thing. Sure, for him. Ted, Ted. And I'm like, Rebecca, own how your. we do this. <laughs> I agree with you. I also thought of it for Rebecca, but... I really feel like Ted needs to know exactly how a billionaire businesswoman like Akira Mori, who is the heroine of A Gentleman in the Street. So this is a step-sibling romance. Like a million years ago, their parents were married. Um, and now she's like, she is a lady billionaire. I'm for it. She's She makes herself big before she goes into every room, I'm sure. Yes. Um, and he is... Uh, an author who um, has, like, spent a lot of time. He's got a lot of secrets, and he's spent a lot of time, like, kind of quiet and alone. Um, but they, when they come back together as step, when they sort of run into each other and are in, are forced to kind of work together um, on a, for family secret reasons, um, and they, it just explodes, and he is truly a gentleman in the street and a freak in the sheets. And to the point where um, Sassy, it, it sort of comes to me, it came to me when Sassy sort of said, yeah. um, he just was the great, he, Ted was the best all night He did the job. Yeah. There is compelling. The I, do, I do think he would be shocked. Shocked at how hot it is. He'd be like. <laughs> well, here's my thing. He'd probably feel a little guilty about it. I Very think. eager to learn, Ted Lasso. That's true. That's so, true. Like, text. We're providing. I'm just providing him with a textbook. Interestingly enough, like maybe he could also aspirationally consider a book a, by about a hero who talks less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, I have a Netflix movie, a Christmas movie, because I think Ted is a big cheese ball. Obviously. Hmm. And back to my, like, military thing, there was a Netflix Christmas movie I watched with my, like, little romance buddies here called Operation Christmas Drop, where she, like, again, this movie is pure romance reasons, right? Um, She is, like, a works for a congressperson or something, and she's working at an Air Force base, and, you know, he comes along, and they're going to, like, drop Christmas presents for, I think, local people or whatever. Um, It doesn't matter. It's, like, super cute, and I think, like, the pure, cheesy Christmas romance of this Netflix movie with, like, a good military guy kind of, like, coming along would be very appealing to Ted. Yes. I mean, also, Ted believes in (laughs) rom-communism. And so do we here at Fade Mates. We like it a lot. So, I mean, you could always give him Bet Me. Hilariously funny. Any of those early Susan Elizabeth Phillips' work. Um, and also now I feel like you could give him, we talked about this in our spooky shit episode, but like Rachel Hawkins is very funny. I think you yeah. would like literally any of her books. Any of those. So, I agree. Sure. Um, I agree. I like it. Yeah, I'm for it. 
I would also like to point out that maybe he would like the little one you wrote about the Duke, the modern day Duke, kind uh, of like the in England, right? It's in England. Worth falling for. There you go. And that American, I think he'd like that cross yeah. cultural context, right? Sure. Considering he lives in it. All right. Can we talk about Beard? <laughs> He's a fucking weirdo. He's only yes. going to weird, read the weirdest shit. Hold. And I <laughs> listen, I say whatever comes after this, whatever books I said that with love. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, okay, Beard really likes, like, that sort of ravey, yeah. that right. Beard is definitely down the rabbit hole somewhere in KU. Oh, that's where he lives now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. So what, I mean, like, but what would we give him? Because I do think, like, talk about somebody who's, like, he's ready for all your freaky shit. Yes. We don't really talk about super freaky stuff. But, like, who's writing that, like? Well, we talked about it on the daddy he, episode. Is he, like, into daddies? Do you think Jane calls Beard daddy? <laughs> I think he might be more likely to call her mommy, if we're being honest. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Well, then. I'm sure that exists in KU. That's not my kink, so I can't no, really No, I don't have that. mommy romance specifically, although isn't that Meryl Wilsner's most recent book a little bit, mm. which is called Mistakes Were Made? Yes. Um, but, oh, I do have, I have a good one. I think Beard would like Odette Stone. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. The hockey books? Yeah, the hockey books, right? Just, like, all of that, like, like, the business, the running around, the action, the nonstop. I mean, that whole night that he was out and about in the city was essentially, like, an Odette Stone book. Yeah, Puck Me Secretly is a, he might really like that. It's sort of like all a little bit secret inside the office, like Mm -hmm. some running around that happens, which is, you know, obviously not happening on inside Ted Lasso because it's a, you know, healthy workplace. But (laughs) I do think Beard would want a book that would validate his experience. I think he would like, for example, The Hating Game. Let me tell you why. Okay, because in The Hating Game, the two of them are, like, doing all the work but really not getting any of the credit, right? Like, I think he would really enjoy these these uh, books about, like, middle management, right? Where okay. he's like, I keep this shit together and sure. I don't really get any of the credit. Ted's the one who gets the credit, but I'm the one who keeps Ted in line. So I feel like The Hating Game, like, that whole back and forth between them where they're, like, two bosses are kind of arguing and dummies and they're the ones figuring it out. I think he would really like The Hating Game. I like it. I think they want us to believe that Beard has a nuanced past in some way. Like he has some sort of some sort of secret that we don't understand or some sort of like damage that we, you know, will unpack at another time. And uh and to your point about like you think that in a, in the bedroom, like Jane probably is the Dom. Um, I think I would say uh Audra North's giving it up which is about a hero who's a SWAT team leader and who has to be in control all the time and is, again, second in command. Like, he's in charge of the team, not in charge of, like, the whole banana. Um, And he, like, has to... He can only release, like, in a very specific sexual situation. I think that might be Beard's one-handed read of choice. (laughs) Well, there you go. And KU. Fine. He'll find the mommy porn. I'm sure it's there. Bless. Okay. Do you want to talk about Nate? I would, yes. Okay. (laughs) I do. I think we have to talk about Nate. Gotta talk about Nate. What a mess. (laughs) What, okay. What Nate is going to want to read 
is like dark romance. Well, that's what he thinks he can. He thinks he can take it. He cannot take it. No, what he needs is morality chain. What he needs is someone to pull him back up out of the pit. Interesting. Interesting. Because we're going to hope that Nate is going to like take a turn and realize that he has done wrong. Right? The other option, honestly, though, is that Nate just reads really, really freaky hot stuff and real, like, gets over himself. Well, so, okay, to that point, something like Laquette's Lies You Tell might work there, which is, like, kind of, which is, you know, the hero is a gangster who, like, was a decent, who, like, was very decent and left the heroine thinking that he was doing the right thing. I think Nate needs a hero who, like, Nate needs a book where he he can put himself in the hero's shoes and see the hero, like, has done yeah. Did the thing that he was, the hero was not the villain. Yes. Right? Right. Um, and so in this book, uh, this is a gangster, he leaves the heroine pregnant, and she thinks that he, like, has, he is now, like, she's terrified of him coming back because he was a bad dude. And then, of course, it's all revealed that he's, like, loved her forever, and he left her for a good reason, and um, he basically, like, it's a secret baby story. I also think, I feel like Nate would like a secret baby story. I feel like Nate would be into, like, there's something very old-fashioned about Nate. Yeah. Right? Sure. I think that, he, so uh, my suggestion is that he reads the entirety of the Side Changeling series by Nalini Singh. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, I, I Nate. Big, I'm like, so, <laughs> Nate, I'm going to need you to put down the fucking Twitter and stop scrolling, vanity scrolling, right? <laughs> And just really, like, lean into a world in which, like, the villains are the villains and the good guys are the good guys, Mm -hmm. right? Now, and then, I mean, I guess that's not true, though, because we think the Psy are the bad guys because obviously, like, based on my my recommendations, what I really want him to get to, of course, is the one with Caleb, right? Which is, like, that, like, the best... The one that's um, the best morality chain one, right? And so that one is called... Heart of Obsidian. Mm. Right? Okay. I, th- I think what Nate has going on is this, like, I'm so tough. I'm so removed. I have, you know, I'm at this cold, higher plane. And then he's going to realize through reading these books, like, well, what's the point of that? Why, why lock yourself away? Let your heart out to play, Nate. Stop being that way. I love it. And Nate, I'd like you to sit down and read all 37,000, every short story, read them all in order. You're, you have a nice reading experience in front of you. It's more than you deserve, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more recommendation for Nate. Mm-hmm. He should read Her Naughty Holiday by Tiffany Rice because that's the one where it's the Thanksgiving one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where Clover finally tells her whole fucking family off. Because that's the other thing Nate needs. Nate needs to tell his whole fucking family off. He needs to just finally tell his father, stop being such an asshole. Yes. Agreed. Those are my Nate recommendations. I'm tired of talking about these men. I want to talk about one of the women. This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by Forever Romance, publishers of Kennedy Ryan's Before I Let Go. Sarah, I don't think there is a single romance out there, author out there doing angst like Kennedy Ryan does no. angst. Confirmed. Right? So in this, this is a second chance. This is not just marriage in trouble. 
Yasmin and Josiah have been divorced. And they really were like, you know, it was going to be true love. Everything was going to go their way. But then just like too many sort of devastating blows have brought them have brought them to their knees. They had divorced, but they still co-run a business and co-parent. And so they're kind of in each other's orbits a lot. And Yasmin is finally, you know, finding some joy again and finding a new rhythm and things are working out. But they're like magnets. They just cannot stay away from each other. And so one night there's a stolen kiss and all of a sudden oh my gosh, like angst factor 7,000, right? Are they going to be able to, you know, kind of figure out how to make things work when it seems so impossible just years before? Um, It is going to totally thrill everybody who loves that, like, really angsty second chance vibe. I love it. You can get Before I Let Go this week wherever books are sold in print, ebook and audiobook. You can also find Kennedy at kennedyryanwrites.com or on Facebook at Kennedy Ryan author or Instagram at Kennedy Ryan one, the number one. As always, you can find information on Before I Let Go or any of our sponsors books in show notes. And thanks to Forever Romance for sponsoring the episode. Trudu Keeley. I think we're going to talk about Rebecca last because we're never going to stop once we talk no, about Rebecca. Save up Rebecca. Okay, remember I was like, some people want to read something different and some people want to read the same. I think Keely really wants to read Grumpy Sunshine Mm -hmm. because she's like going to need those tools for dealing with Roy. So I definitely think she should read Managed. I do. Okay. I think All she right. should That's read Managed. Like as, an, as an instruction manual. Yes. And I also think she should read Lead, like the whole stage dive series by my fave, by Kylie Scott, because I feel like those are very much like... I am in the world of this man, and, like, how do I deal with their dumbass bullshit? Yes. <laughs> Listen, I think Keely probably would like a historical. Oh, yes. I was all, yes. Because I think Keely, like, Keely's down for, like, the the whole, the whole, like, sweeping ball game, right? 100%. And my first instinct was, and hear me out, The Ladies' Champion by Marie Lipscomb. Okay. Because, so it's a medieval, and everybody's at this, like, tourney. Again, like, that sort of sportsy kind of feel. And this woman has switched places with this, like, lady has switched places with her maid so that she can, like, essentially, like, ogle hot men in the locker room. Right? Amazing. <laughs> like, very Keely vibes here. And then everything goes south, and they're on the run from villains. And one of the tourney, like champions that one of the guys who was fighting in the tourney has to protect her and he's like quiet and very sort of Roy Kenty in the kind of vibe and uh but really super duper into her just like Roy like just wants to read his book next to her yes and so I feel like and it's very romantic and I feel like Keely would really like it at the end when she was like oh this is a lot like I I think Keely would really enjoy like any moment where she thinks to herself, like, this is like me and Roy. I think that's a great recommendation. I think she would love, like, anything with, like, a bunch of ball gowns and shit like that. I think she'd She's be in. She definitely oh, yeah. watches Bridgerton. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what else? Also, yeah, I feel like Keely needs a, I think, I feel like Keely needs a book where, like, the needs books where the hero is just fucking gone for her. Yes. And I think that because I feel like poor Keely has spent a lot of time dating like 
dirt bags who just are in it because they want to have a hot girl on their arm. If that is the case, can I make a very specific con- I know you've mentioned Tessa Bailey already. Yeah. But one of my favorite Tessa Bailey's, I'm not sure, I think I've probably only like mentioned it before, is there is one where the hero's name is Duke. And it is the primordial grunting hero to me. Like he basically just all this man wants to do. Let me find the title. I'm sorry. It is it from the Made in Jersey series. And the actual title is... Okay, worked up by Tessa Bailey. He is a, a mechanic. All he wants to do is fucking, he has all these divorced sisters have come home to live with him. And all he wants to do is like watch Sports Center uninterrupted. <laughs> nice. And I just and I just feel like Keely would be like, this I understand. Right? This I understand. And she's like an artist and just wants to like draw and she like sees the real him. And literally all this man wants to do is fuck her and run. It's amazing. Oh, I love it. Also, yeah, it's great. I'll say one more thing. I think Keely would also really like, there's a big push towards like cinnamon roll heroes that are in touch with their feelings. Remember the one time we saw Keely taking care of a little personal business, it was to Roy crying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so a soft I, dude. A soft dude. And so I really think that she would love some of these like softer books where like men, you know, feel their feelings and cry. And I think she'd love all that. I don't know what those books are, honestly, because I don't read them, but I can tell that they're out there. Jamie? I have one for Jamie. I have two for Jamie. Tell me. Tell me. I'm Yes, tell me about this. Okay, my first one is uh, Zoe Castile's Stripped, Mm. which is, um, I picked, so, okay. So I picked for Jamie two books where the heroes are, like, kind of (laughs) himbos. Yes. Right? I was going to say, yes. Um, Because there is something very, like, Channing Tatum about Jamie. <laughs> yes. You know, like a very Magic Mike double XL vibe. Um, Zoe, who is also Zoraida Cordova, who uh, you all know from our fantasy, who you should know from her books, but if you don't know from her books, uh, you know from our fantasy romance interstitial. Stripped is part of the her Happy Endings series. You can get it in Kindle Unlimited right now. Um, and the hero is a male stripper who has like a perfect body and very much has that kind of like, if somebody ever approached him to ask him a question, he would be like immediately think that he needed to tell them about his workout kind of vibes. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Right. I mean, he's yes. an absolute darling and I, and I love him, Zach, uh, and I love him, but he has that, that real vibe. So, uh, Robin is a school teacher and like, a really great person and they meet in a very funny way where the laundry the laundromat has mixed up their bag and she removes a star spangled thong out of her <laughs> she's late for work as usual and she removes his like his like glittery thong from the 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 laundry bag and then you know there's like that's their meet cute to where they have to exchange their um laundry but anyway um Zach is super into Robin from the jump he thinks he's not worthy of her i think Jamie could stand to have a little bit of a not worthy i'm not worthy from you mm-hmm. of you hero um yes. in the mix because let's be honest it takes Jamie some time to grow I think Jamie would really like, I think he'd like it hot. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what's he here for if not for it being hot? Exactly. And I think he would like this, like a sports angle. I think he'd like like them to be athletes. I think that would be like a good, mm-hmm. he's going to need a little help getting on the on-ramp of romance. So yeah. I feel like I'm going to recommend some Naima Simone, our favorite, right? Nice choice. Um, because I think that when you think about it's not scoring with the wrong twin, it's scoring off, scoring the, off field. the field. And I think he would like the next one too, which does have that secret. I have element. scoring off the field for someone else too. Mm, well, I mean, they'd all love it because it's a perfect book. Okay, so I think he would like. I think he would like that. I also think I could recommend Mad Rogan to Jamie, right? Because it has that whole element of like kind of magic and like you know what I mean. I think he could be like, oh, it's like watching a TV show or something, right? I think he would kind of be okay with it being like, like a a little light fantasy, right? He's like, yeah. I've watched those movies with you know wizards and stuff. I'm done. Yeah, I do think um, Mad, Mad Rogan might not get to the business quite soon enough for Jamie. True. And also, there are a lot of words in that book, and I'm not <laughs> sure Jamie can really <laughs> do the business there. But Fine. all right, fair enough. I'll give it to you. Also, um, himbo romance. Another himbo romance that I think is delightful and is also very hot is Eve Dangerfield's Open Hearts, where Dean is uh, Dean is like a classic romance himbo. Um, and he, the heroine, Ashley, is, like, has it all together. She has no interest in, in, she has a plan, a life plan. She has no interest in having a man in her life, let alone one who, like, kind of is a doofus. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but this is a really lovely story where, like, he just loves her so much. Yeah. And, like, that's a lot. That's, like, I feel like... Jamie needs to understand that, like, it's okay. People will love him for who he is if only he just reveals that to others. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Sam Obasanya. Oh, listen. I mean, there's the obvious. There's Nikki Sloan's The Pool Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just going right for it. Which, okay, because, listen, I've, I'm on the record. I'm going to say it again. He is far too young for Rebecca Welton. Yes. But there is Nikki Sloan's The Pool Boy. (laughs) Age gap. Super hot. I'm sure they did all those things. Great. Okay. I think he would really like Farrah Roshan's Boyfriend Project series. In particular, book number two, which is called The Dating Playbook, because she's a personal trainer, Taylor, and then Jamar is an ex-NFL player or, like, he's been injured and he's trying to get back in the game. And I think that Sam would very much like the push-pull of, like, professional sports as a way of defining herself, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that is something that we really, like, see from Sam over and over again is kind of, like, who am I? Am I bigger than sports, right? Like, what is my responsibility to my teammates and, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that he would really, like, in a different way than Jamie, right, really like these books that really explore kind of people's, um, and, like, this one in particular, right, like, you know, What's my responsibility to the team? In this case, Jamar's best friend who he grew up playing with. I I really think that that would be something that he would really like for that exploration of, like, Jamar's character and his evolution. Like, he's so desperate to get back in the game, but is it really what's best for him? Mm -hmm. I have another, I have a non-romance recommendation for 
for him. Go ahead. For two. So I recently read the the book Babel by R.F. Kuang, which is uh, an amazing, like, kind of fantasy about Oxford in the 1830s. And it's all about colonization and, like, the weight of colonization yeah. on the people who leave home and live in England. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, uh, like, essentially, like, the main character's name is Robin Swift. He's born in Canton. He gets taken to England to go, like, go to Oxford and be a translator. Mm-hmm. And, like, the burden on Robin as, like, being an outsider to the very place that, like, colonized his home and brought him here. I think, like, Sam's entire way of thinking about, like, who he is, those phone calls back home where his father's reminding him who he is. Right. Him refusing... uh Ted's gift of yes. a little soldier man. Yes. I think this book would just, I think he would like love it and tell everybody about how great it is. So not a romance, but I, I, when you said like Ted Lasso books, like literally I was like, Sam would love this book. Nice. Yeah. Diamond dogs. <laughs> I want oh, first I want to talk about Higgins. Yes. Because Higgins is a sweet baby. Yes. And I think, I feel like Higgins needs like, a great small town romance. I, I have I have a Higgins recommendation that is slightly different, which is right. the only other person who I think would love historical romance oh, as much for sure is Higgins. Yeah, I think he would just be like swept away by it, and I actually think that he would love Beverly Jenkins because I think he would be a little too like, well, this isn't really how England is. <laughs> you know <laughs> yes. what I mean? So I think an American historical would be, like, allow him to have that, like, escape fantasy mm-hmm. kind of thing in a way that maybe if it was, like, real ballroomy, Regencies would not really be as much for him. Yes. I can definitely see that. I think Bev is a great choice there. I also would say something like Secret History of the Pink Carnation, that whole series, which has the, like, oh yeah, current day wraparound to it that would give him, that would solve your problem. But then also it's, like, oh, kind of rompy, mystery, spy. It would give him a yes. real, like, there's a group of people working together. Nobody likes a group, likes to be part of the club more than Higgins. Yes. Right? Like, I mean, that Christmas episode where he brings everybody together, the fact that he basically invented the Diamond Dogs. Like, I oof, love oof, it oof, so oof. much. Sorry. <laughs> I love it so much. Um and so, yeah, I would say that. I also think, like I said, small town romances. So I'm thinking like Sarah Morgan, who is actually mm. English. So like would Perfect. really, I think, nail his his like whole vibe. Um, there is a really great small town contemporary that is my favorite Sarah Morgan book, uh, which is called Suddenly Last Summer. Um, the heroine is actually French and a chef at a ski resort and the like owner of the ski resort just wants to love her and yeah, nice. I can see that. So I think like Jill Shalvis similarly, yes. right? I don't think he likes real high heat. No. I just think he wants like a nice story. <laughs> yeah. He wants to just like right. have a good feeling. Have a good time. And, like, maybe a friends-to-lovers romance. Oh, like, yeah. Or, like, maybe. they meet when they're young and stay together yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Where I think actually here's what I'll say. Let me pause it that what Higgins wants is like that great secondary romance in a romance novel. Like yes. He wants the two people who like are are beautiful and together and they're just like he you can watch them like on the screen while all the other stuff is going on. Agree. Agree. This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by Lumi Labs, creators of the Microdose Gummy. You've probably heard about microdosing. You've probably heard it from us. Um, But if you search around a bit on the internet, you'll find all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. Um, Jen, for example, uses microdosing to sleep. I sure do. Um, Eric uses them for focus. I have used them for just a general sense of, like, taking the edge off over the last (laughs) month, which is not, like, the worst thing in the world, but people use it for a creative boost or for pain management or um, for, you know, anxiety, all kinds of things. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies, which deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And microdosing is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing, you can do a quick search, but once you go to microdose.com and place an order, you can use the code FADEDMATES to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. So check out show notes and check out Microdose Gummies. Thank you to Lumi Labs for sponsoring this week's episode. So Diamond Dogs Book Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, Higgins would love romance so much that he'd start Higgins it for sure. Higgins is for sure starting it, yes. And, every, and then Ted is going like, I love that idea. Let's do it. Roy will never admit that he is going – we haven't done Roy, but we have to get to Roy. He will never admit that he'll read the books, but he absolutely will. Listen, 100%. Roy Kent, secretly, huge romance reader. 100%. I mean, he loves it. What a great he started story. reading Dan Brown, I was like, this guy's a genre reader. Yep. Start to yep. finish. Give him every Sandra Brown book. I was – see? Blind <laughs> Tiger. I was going to say. I think it – I believe it. Yeah. Um, but that's not what Diamond Dogs the Di- read. No. The Diamond Dogs Book Club is definitely started with the Bromance Book Club. Higgins read a great article about it as an idea and was like, <laughs> this is what we should do, team. <laughs> yes. And then, like, a true, they do wine, like like Roy's yoga, yoga girls. Yes. These four, they get together, they drink wine. Each month, one of them chooses a different romance novel. It's going to be great. At some point, Ted picks up for real because it's set in London, and he thinks he's going to learn a little about England. Sure. And then he learns a little about a lot of stuff. And Beard goes out and builds a dungeon for Jane. Sure. I also think that the Diamond Dogs Book Club is going to read The Worst Best Man by Mia Sosa. Oh, yes. Interesting. I just think they're going like to really, it. like, I'll be honest. I think they're really all about the, like, trade paperback rom-com. That's where the Diamond Dogs Book Club lives. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'd like to think that we could maybe get them, you know, the casino series or something. But, well, obviously. I mean. A real, obviously. We could, oh, maybe they'd like the Sinsters. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh-huh. Who in the batch, tell me who in the room is into old school romance. We haven't talked about Isaac yet either, and I have some Isaac thoughts. Oh, eventually Keely, I think. Keely, like, very quickly realizes that Julie Garwood is the shit. Yeah. Right? Yep. But I think Higgins, too. I think maybe Higgins and Keely, like, have a secret, like, you know, they love it together. Yes, but also, can we just say Roy probably believes Derek Craven would never? Oh, absolutely. 
he sees himself in Derek Craven. Yes. So do I now. Fine. Sure. <laughs> He's like, I understand. I get it. I know the job. Isaac. Listen, wait. Before we get to Isaac, can I just say, Sassy does not need recommendations for us. She is already a romance reader. Sari's a sass, sassy is a romance <laughs> author, Jen. Yes. Like right. she's Jessica. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Sassy doesn't need our help. She's uh, she's on it, everybody. <laughs> Isaac. Here's my pitch for Isaac. On the hustle. Oh yeah. On the hustle, and this is why. I'll tell you why. First of all, I immediately was like, the toy king, because the cover is basically Isaac, right? <laughs> Yes. We'll, put the, we'll put the cover in show notes, everybody, of the toy of Adriana Herrera as the toy king. But no, not the toy king, because that's just Santa erotica, which... Right. I mean, Nothing wrong it. with that. But that's another episode. On the hustle, uh, because Isaac needs that... I feel like Isaac will totally understand that sense of, like... The hero who did wrong and made mm-hmm. a mistake and mm-hmm. now has to sort of redeem that mistake, sort of reverse yeah. that, deal with the consequences of that mistake and then come out on top. That is Isaac's trajectory in this in the first two seasons. And it's perfect. I, okay. Completely, also, absolutely fire in bed, that man. I think he would listen. I think he loves the Ice Planet Barbarians. I'm not going to lie to you. I just think he's like, look, I don't have a lot of time. I just need this to be short and to the point and great. And every single one of those dudes is just a hero, really. Yeah. I feel like that's what Isaac wants. I also think I could make a strong case for Isaac being a fan of like sci fi romance. I mean, maybe this is the same thing, right? Like Polaris Rising, maybe, like Space Princess. This is mm. like Jesse Mihalik. And I think it's just because. Like really seeing himself as a king. Yeah. Also, you know, like the weight of responsibility on like being like the team captain and such. Maybe he just wants like this pure escapism. Right. I feel like secretly he's a Star Wars fan. I don't know why I believe that. I just do. Sure. Okay. Oh, I think somebody like Colin. I want to talk about Colin. Yes. Colin obviously needs a lot of love. Yes. <laughs> care. Um, I think Colin, Colin's a sensitive soul. Yeah. And I would really like to give Colin some books that he, like, that that feed that sensitive soul of him, in him. I would like to give him um, Amy Dawes. The rugby books. Mm, okay. I mean, everybody, Colin is like in the closet. Yeah, of course. Well, there's the queer one, right? So I feel like Colin just wants to read books that validate. Yes, that's the one I'm looking for. There's a queer one in that book, in that series, isn't oh. there? I think he would like to see Christopher Rice. I think he would like the um, the one we did the episode about with like the bully back from high school who couldn't admit who he really was. I would give him Amy Andrews. I actually have Amy. I think Amy Andrews is a really good safe bet for lots of these people. Agreed. Um, and I, the one I actually would give Roy our favorite, which is playing it cool. Mm. But I would give Colin playing it safe, which is about a, a rugby player who yeah. has to keep his sexuality a secret because professional sports is tough for gay yeah. men. Um, and then, of course, he falls in love, uh, you know, 
with a a hot dude. <laughs> another, I mean, another Tom. hot, another hot, uh, yeah. hot sports player, sports ball player, <laughs> sports ball player, rugby player. Colin deserves nice things, everybody. And it's great because um, the two of them, like, just fall for each other so fast. And it's, you know, very hot, but also um, really shows how having the right person can make you, like, live out loud. Yeah. And I want that for Colin. Yes. Man, every time Nate comes for Colin, I want to punch him in his little face. I know. Well, there's that great Rachel Reed series about Mm -hmm. the hockey players. Oh, yeah. And the one that is just, the one's called Heated Rivalry is the one that, like, everybody loves because it is just, like, this enemies to lovers and they have been, like, just, like, secretly whenever they play each other, like, they get together and it's been that way for years. And it is hot. And I think the most recent one in this series, um, they actually, like, they, they we return to the same characters, if I'm correct. So that one was, um, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, the whole entire, I'm not sure, the whole entire series by Rachel Reed, it's called The Game Changers, which is all about hockey. But I think that that would be also be great for Colin. These are great books. Love them. All right, who we have left? Roy and Rebecca. Rebecca. Is that it? I think so. Okay. Unless we're going to do, like, you know, people we hate, like her ex-husband. Oh, he doesn't Rupert. deserve No, he doesn't, he doesn't romance. deserve romance. No, but what about the woman who owns the pub? Oh, that's nice. Sure. She's reading categories back there. She's got, like, oh, yeah. a she pile knows. of, like, blazes back there. What about Danny? <gasps> Football is life. Oh, <laughs> Danny, you also are such a himbo, and I love you so much. I know. Oh my gosh, Danny. Can you imagine Danny like in a relationship? What's that like? I don't know. He's not ready. Nikki Sloan's the pool boy, everyone. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Danny just needs like a okay. What is that? It's it's not like okay, like we know what Pornhub is, but what's the one for women? It's called Melissa. Yes. He just needs a subscription to Melissa so that he can have like some female centered, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like really respectful. Cause you know, if he watches too much of that the other stuff, he's just gonna be desensitized sweet, to like his people. sweet baby brain is gonna yeah. get pickled. Right. Yeah. So what about Dr. Sharon? <gasps> Sharon. Oh my God, Dr. Sharon. All right. Well, first things first, deliver Dr. Sharon Millivane's a heart of blood and ashes. Just really give her like the full feminist extravaganza. I love it. That's the answer. Yes. And then that way she's got a whole series to go and then she can she can leave Millivane and go read all the Mel Jean Brooke books, Brooks books, because Mel Jean Brooke and Milvane are the same person. And what else? There's that great series by Sinithia Williams about um, the family that owns the tobacco company. And it's like mm. all the family drama. Oh, I like Right? It. So in each one, she would be like diagnosing, <laughs> like, why is this right? And I think that that book like really leans hard into the soapy things. I also think that Dr. Sharon would love... Hundred percent. This is the right answer. Everything we said, I said before, is wrong or second to Kennedy Ryan. <gasps> yes, a Game thousand over. percent. 
yeah, that's it. She just wants to read Kennedy, Ryan. And then she, like, stops and goes back to the beginning. Because, again, soapy, drama, people really, like, interacting with their feelings, right? Big stories. Mm -hmm. I think she would love it. That's correct. Yes. (laughs) Correct. No, as soon as I thought, I was like, I was, everything I said before was wrong. That was right. Who's reading, like, fake or late? Like, who's reading the real tropey ones? Well, like, Keely. We know Keely's a real reader. Right. I feel like we have to talk about, all right, so let's do Roy and then let's come back. To, then let's do Rebecca. Yeah. Because, so Roy, Roy. Well, like I said, I really feel like he would appreciate the Sydney Smoke books. Yeah, of course. Um, I think part of the reason why I think I said earlier I think he'd like playing it cool and the reason why I think he'd like playing it cool is because Roy can't stand people being assholes. Don't you dare settle for fine is like if you needed to boil the romance novel genre down to like the six words or however many words that is, <laughs> the it is don't you dare settle for fine. And so I think playing it cool would work because I think like it's sort of in that sports world mm-hmm. and uh, the heroine who is curvy, um, her brother is a real asshole to her in front of. He's, yeah. I think he's he's a in the media. He's like a sports journalist, and he says something really like shitty to her in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And Dexter, the hero, the hero, is like, "Shut your mouth. She's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." Done. Yeah. I think. Look, Keely is a historical reader, and Roy is a Clapus reader. Oh. Well, Roy reads right? historic. Roy reads Lisa Kleypas because Keeley yes. reads romance novels, and right, so this exactly. is how he connects with her. Right, right, absolutely. And then sometimes she gets a little annoyed because she's like, "I just want to read my books in peace." Now you want to talk about him? <laughs> yeah, he definitely wants to talk about him. Right, oh, sure, sure. Um, and so then she's like, "We can only talk about them if we try out the fun stuff first. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> They're perfect." Um, what else would Roy like? It's hard. Roy's tough. But Roy's a reader. So I, you know what? Look, Roy is a reader. I think he would like Kate's books. Yeah. Right? I really do. I think. I think he, I appreciate that you think that he, I I agree he reads Kleypas, but like he's, he's a contemporary reader. He's a contemporary reader. He doesn't have time for like all of this mess. The frippery. Yeah. No. I think he would like, especially, um, Luck of the Draw. Yep. Because I think that he would really, like, get into the fact that, like, she had done wrong. I think that would really ring his bell, yeah, to be honest. his buttons. Uh-huh. Um, I also think that he would probably, like, I think he'd be a Christina Lauren reader, too. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that him really liking the soulmate equation. Yeah, right? Exactly. hmm Because there's something about that book that, like, there's that sort of weird, you know, there's that magic element to it in terms of, like, this, like, magical, there's, like, some science-y thing that has, you know, they figured out, they've cracked the code of, yeah. of you know, true love. And then, of course, it all turns out that they haven't cracked the code of true love at all because true love is uncrackable as a code. Yeah. And I, I think I could even see him liking, like, Tia Williams. I think that, like, some of the, like, the the big books, You Made a Fool of Death with Her Beauty, like the books mm-hmm. that are kind of adjacent to like the mainstream literature, right? Because I feel like he, again, likes the big, likes the big kind of sweeping story. 
aspect, right? This is a person who read A Wrinkle in Time Mm -hmm. and Dan Brown, right? So it's got to be plot heavy. It's got to be moving. There has to be things happening for, I think, for Roy. Now, listen, is it possible that Roy Kent is an IAD reader? (laughs) 100%. I mean, I think so, right? Like that Dan Brown is the real, that's the real tell that he really loves a story. He loves a story with a plot. Yes. Yes, I agree. I think he is probably a huge IAD reader. I agree. And I think he also was angry that the Dacians happened (laughs) and took up time in between there. Yes. He was like, what's it? (laughs) And I would also say he likes a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, this is the other thing, right? These these books have really strong women as the main characters, and I think you would really like that a lot. Yeah. So I'm also going to suggest that Rebecca also likes a paranormal, but like an old school paranormal with like, you know, like a, mm-hmm. like a Black Dagger Brotherhood style. Because something where like there's like she can let her guard down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like be swept. See, and that's what I was going to say. She is a woman who just really is like, look, she's in control of everything all the time. So she's mm-hmm. going to want her reading to really be, have like more of that escapist kind of feeling mm-hmm. to it. 100%. Yes. I think she might, she sort of, she she could be into like kink, like again, oh, yeah. possibly into daddy kink in like a, maybe not, hot, like, why not? not not like actual daddy kink, but like, you know, kink where like the heroine gets again, like sort of mm-hmm. that praise kink. tied up and pleasured and praised. Yeah. Praise kink. Sarah Kate's praise might, would work for her. Yep. Um, just like a real, when Rebecca comes to romance, she wants it to sweep her away. So I do think Rebecca could be a historical reader. I think so, too. Yes, if any of you know Hannah Waddingham, like, make sure she sees Hell's Bells because Duchess is her. Listen, she 100%. (laughs) Like, I know I'm not usually allowed to talk about your books, but (laughs) if anybody, any of this crew, it's our Sarah McQueen readers. It's Roy and it's Rebecca. Yeah. I mean, I think think Rebecca loves it. I think Rebecca likes a modern historical. Yes, like she likes agree. me, she likes Joanna, she likes uh Diana Quincy, she likes Sophie Jordan, she likes Adriana Herrera. Agree. Because like she likes a heroine who knows who knows what she wants and a hero who is both going to help her get what she wants because he wants her to thrive and also blow her back out. Simple as that. Speaking of Tracy Livesey would also work <laughs> for Rebecca. Oh, I think. yeah, I think for sure she would like those. Yeah, books. That'd be oh, great. oh, wait, Ted Lasso needs to read American Royalty. <laughs> he would love that. He would. That's actually super smart. Yeah, he would love it because he'd be like me, completely confused by all of the like rigmarole about like the relationships yeah. between the royals. Yeah. He totally would, and he would be annoyed that, like, he would be, like, not annoyed, but he would be, like, a little bit frustrated that nobody was taking Duchess seriously, Danny seriously. Yes. Um, Very much in Danny's corner. Agree. On that front. Anyway, back to Rebecca. It's a very clear, there is a clear line between a book Rebecca would love and Rebecca. I feel like that is not oh, a yeah. difficult question. But also no sports books. I don't think she would like those at all. I think she'd be like, that's not how any of this works. Um, I think I would like to make the case 
that Rebecca read romance when she was a teenager and forgot about it until she started reading romance again and then remembered how much she loved, like, the bride. Yes, Julie Garwood. She spends a lot of time going, when I was young, I read this book and this (laughs) random thing happened in it. Yes, yes. She needs to know that there is like whole Facebook groups and podcasts devoted to her. Yes. Finding those books. I think that's it. I think she's kind of like, oh yeah, I love these, right? And then she comes back to them. Mm -hmm. I also think you can make the case that uh, she would be a Nora Roberts reader. Yes. Right? Like just like... It's a great read. I think also Roy. I think actually of all of them, to me, in a weird way, Roy and Rebecca have a lot Mm -hmm. of similarities. They're very similar. Right? Because I think Roy is also, like, Roy would also love Nora Roberts. They're both pragmatic enough. Yes. That they understand that, like, romance is, like, you can't let yourself be swept away. But, like, you can still have romantic experiences. Just give me a good story, right? And it needs to be wrapped up in a good story. There's no point in wasting my time. Nora for Roy is a really good recommendation. I think it's just taking me a while to, like, hit my groove with Roy because I, believe it or not, wasn't thinking of him. But I do. I think he would love Nora Roberts. Mm -hmm. Like, that whole In Death series. Oh, interesting. In Death. Yeah. Right? I think Roy, yeah. I think... Again, Hidden Legacy, I was wrong. I said Jamie, but you're right. He's not smart enough for it. Roy would like it, right? That whole Mad Rogan vibe. Mm-hmm. I think Beard and Ted would also like Hidden Legacy. I feel like yes. I feel like Hidden Legacy could easily be a um, Diamond Dogs book club pick. Uh, so would Whiteout by Adrian Anders. Yeah. Right? They would love that. And then I can see, like, Wisteria Society for of Lady Scoundrels being, like, a beard, a, like, quiet beard fave. Oh, yeah, I can like, see Like, just that. something a little bit different and, like, quirky. I agree. That's a great recommendation for him. You guys, is this uh, episode really blowing your minds? <laughs> Perfect. Here's what I we're going to do. This is good. Listen, yeah. I've got an idea. Tell okay. me. If, if Twitter still exists on Wednesday when this comes out. <laughs> And that's a big if, everybody. If not, we'll have to do it on Instagram or Tumblr or wherever. You can put a, ask us, give us a book title, and ask us which Ted Lasso character do we think would like it, and we will give you an answer. Yes. Right? You can stump us. You can be like, perfect, by Judith McNaught. <laughs> oh, that's Ted. That's a Ted book. Absolutely it is. Because, right? I mean, a thousand percent. Um, you know, here's here's one that I think could really work. I'm trying to think. It might be a Jamie book, but I, it's a little smarter than Jamie is. But I feel like we're moving Jamie. Like, Jamie's evolving. He's evolving. But Mia Hopkins is thirsty. Again, like, that sort of, like, come from behind. Like, kind yes. of a real sense of, like, you don't have to prove yourself. Like Redemption, can, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Who's the Jenny Cruzy fan? Well, that's a rom-com. Ted. It's hard. I don't know. In the We haven't met enough of the guys. We're missing. I feel like we've forgotten. Oh, my God. Trent Krim. <gasps> Trent oh, my Krim. God. Trent Krim. The Independent. Trent Krim, The Independent, needs to read Lord of Scoundrels immediately. Yeah, that's the answer. There you go. Done. <laughs> <laughs> there is no other answer. Yeah, that's it. I mean, don't you feel like Lord of Scoundrels is part, like, is that feels like a, a good a Absolutely. good pick. 
he's like, em, like, he's like embarrassed by how much he loves romance because <laughs> he wants to be all hard, but really Trent Krim like finds, finds a bit, a lot of love for it. I can see that. Right. Like Ted wins him over the same way Ted wins him over. Romance wins him over. I think Trent Krim is definitely a historical reader though. Like I feel like I could see Trent Krim reading like, like Lorraine Heath. Or Cat Sebastian. Cat <gasps> is a listen, good answer. Listen, he loves Cat Sebastian. He can't get enough of it. KJ Charles. <laughs> Game Trent Krim yeah. is a KJ Charles stan. Yes. That is it. It's that one. Because it's just like it's mm-hmm. like all of KJ's books are so smart. They're so clever. Like the turns of phrase. He'd marvel at the writing. Trent Krim is a KJ Charles and Charles Stan. He's first in line every time she does a signing. That is exactly right. That's it. <laughs> and when he when he makes her sign it, he says Trent Krim the Independent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how I'm going to put all these books into show We're notes. We're just going to do a full. It's just no no words in show notes. It's just going to be the images. Maybe I'll break it down. I'll be like Rebecca's books. Bam. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like I said, you and Stump Us, you'd be like, who would read this? Who would watch this? I like that. I'll be fun. Taking the Heat. I feel like Victoria Dahl, that's a Rebecca book maybe. Oh, I, I would agree. A hundred percent. You know what book Jamie Tart would really love? What? The Kiss, the kiss Quotient. Because he would just be amazed that people were so smart. <laughs> <laughs> What about like motorcycle romance? Keely. Oh yeah. 100%. Great. Yeah. 100%. Kate Keely reads every like here's the thing. Keely Everybody goes to Keely for the wreck. Yeah. What should I read next? Sassy is writing motorcycle club romance. <laughs> I told you Sassy is Jessica Kane. Yeah. This is a fun this is fun. If anybody, so if you're out there and you, you know, live in Hollywood and you write for TV (laughs) and you ever think to yourself like, oh, in this scene, I would really like for the character to be reading a romance novel, you can always hit me and Jenna. This is a service we can provide. actual advice on what book they would in fact be reading. Also, because that would be very fun and also it would be a fun Easter egg for all of Romancelandia. I mean, I still get a thrill when I think about that ending scene where Harley Quinn is reading a book by Molly O'Keefe. Like, it's awesome. so perfect. Her reading, like, kind of a sweet small town but dirty romance. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is amazing. It is so perfect. God, who would be a Molly O'Keefe reader? Well, you just Beard. Did oh, Beard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beard would love Molly. Like, that Everything I Left Unsaid trilogy, Beard is eating that up. Yeah, that's a good one. Too fun. I could do this all day. Yeah. It's funny how there's some stuff, though, that, like, I can't imagine any of, like, dark romance, like, all the gritty stuff. Like, Run, Posey, Run. I was trying to think about Run, Posey, Run. I don't think, I mean, yes, Keely, yes, Sassy, fine. But, like, I don't think that, like, that's not the vibe for any of these. These heroes are too in touch with themselves. Like, it's kind of, they're so well written. They're just, like, too, like, like, into like bodily autonomy and like right identity. So, yes I agree there's they're not dark romance fans not the ted lasso people nate would like try it because he'd think that's for him yeah but he then he would tough. be like yeah no that's why he needs to read side changelings instead oh, wait. you know what colin needs to read 
Mr. Reed? What? Honey Trap. Oh. Colin, read Honey Trap. It's so good and it will Does help Colin you. Does Colin know what the Cold War is, though? <laughs> Rough. I don't you know, know what? He could ask Sam for help. He'd be like, Sam, what's the Cold War? <laughs> Maybe Sam could, like, run a little book club out there. Yeah, right. Sam's, for like, for sure the smartest of that bunch, so... <laughs> okay. Um, All right, team. This was a lot of fun. Thank you to our sponsors this week. Remember, you can support us by supporting our sponsors. Forever Romance, publishers of Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan, Lumi Labs, makers of the Microdose Gummies, and the villain I'd like to F. You know what that means, everybody. Anthology. Um, we hope that you check all of these out and more. And um, thank you for listening to this week's episode. <laughs>